Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About. I'll be your host for the current time. My name is Seb uh, and joining me is my um, fellow smuggler from the Outer Rim, Elliot. Uh, you see, somehow Let's Talk About has returned oh. for another Star Wars episode. Yeah. Oh. So good. Great reference from a great film. We are, of course, talking about the sequel trilogy. Now, for people that don't know what that means, we're talking about episodes 7, 8, and 9, because they're sequels to the original trilogy, even though they came out first and the prequels came out after them. But, um, yeah, so we've obviously talked about um, some movies we liked, some movies we didn't like so much. Um, and we're now going to venture into the most controversial era of Star Wars, which is the Disney era. Um when they bought uh, Lucasfilm back in 2012. Um, and then they started making movies once a year from 2015 all the way up to 2019. Uh, we're only going to focus on the episodic ones, though, of course, 7, 8, and 9. Um, and we're going to go through film by film. Um, because these are more recent, in recent memory, there's like a thousand YouTube videos about each film, why they suck, or why they're perfect. So um, before we dive in... Were you excited for more Star Wars when you heard the announcement? Yes and no. So it was a bit of a, I mean, who doesn't love Star Wars? Quite a lot of people, actually. But um, I think the vast majority of people do like a bit of Star Wars. And yeah, obviously being like growing up with it and like with the different TV shows we'd had as well. I was excited to see the original characters again, but at the same time, why mess with something that's already great? We've had a great saga, you know, all about Anakin. My big thing as well is I had just purchased the Blu-ray complete set, and uh. now it was a lie. It now was not the complete set, <laughs> although it's the complete Skywalker set, so, you know bit of a controversy Ooh. there as to whether that is still correct <laughs> but uh yeah yeah bit bit, bit of both bit of both yeah because i mean we got trailers of like you know the um finn as the star the the stormtrooper in, in the desert and then we got like ray and some other stuff and it was like oh, okay so you know when is this set are there any characters we know and then there's like han solo shows up in the train it's like oh okay cool um and so then, like, seven obviously happens, all the other stuff happens. But then by between eight and nine, they go, oh, this is the Skywalker saga, and this trilogy is going to end the Skywalker saga. And I think everyone's a bit confused, because it's like, didn't that already end with Return of the Jedi? So, um, I don't know, I feel like some people think you continue the story, some people think do something different. Um, what do you think of the fact there was a 30-year time gap between Return of the Jedi and this one? So, again, it, it's a weird one, because I think you kind of expect a big time gap for something interesting to happen. I mean, we, we, we were just talking about before we started recording about how, like, they had the, like, sort of, like, the non-canon um, sort of, like, books about, like, Thrawn and things like that being, like, an heir to the Empire, but it's working out if, like, we have a new trilogy, which, to be fair, would having a new trilogy with the original cast of made much sense or have been that interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, also, because there had been such a long gap in between the recording of these trilogies, if they want to use the original cast, unless they were going to use de-aging, I suppose for that as well, it made more sense to do it, sort of, like, 30 years after. So, 
Yeah, I think it makes sense yeah, I mean, for a lot of reasons. Because 7 came out in 20... Yeah, because like 7 came out in 2015. There wasn't really much de-aging at that point. Uh, the only ones we would have got were like... Um, what was it? Um, the Curious Case of Benjamin Button and stuff like that, which wasn't really up to scratch. Um, and then, so, you know, you could make the argument, just get new actors to play younger versions of those people. Um, I don't know. Would fans have accepted that? I don't know. But maybe you've done flashbacks. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so we get The Force Awakens um, set 30 years after Return of the Jedi. Um, this same year that Star Wars Battlefront came out as well, which was quite cool. Um, so like really getting the hype for that going. Uh, I remember going to see this. I think it was like the day after like the first day it came out. Um, got there about ten or eleven o'clock at night. We made sure we got there early so we beat any queues, and there was barely anyone there. Uh, <laughs> so, um, what were your thoughts before, during, and after this film? So I saw it. <coughs> Excuse me. I saw it. Like, I think it was three days after release. So I clearly wasn't in a rush. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I think there'd been other things going on. Um, but I was really excited for it. So I remember sort of like being in the queue to kind of like go in. And I'd heard a lot of good things. And obviously we already knew some of the original cast was returning. So I was buzzing. And then I was watching it. And I was like, this is great. And then it finished. And I was like, that was amazing. And then we started. I started looking at all the different theories of different things, and I was like, "They've got so many amazing ways they can go from here." Um, Force Awakens had a lot of so like uh, loose ends, which needed tying up, mm. and I was very excited. So yeah, because it was good. Because it was like, it was it's a Star Wars film, like everything about it was Star Wars. Yeah. In my opinion, so yeah. Oh. What about you? Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, pretty, pretty similar to be honest. I was quite excited going in. Um, like, yeah, I, I liked the the prequel films when I was younger, um, and and I guess I was kind of knew that they weren't as well received as the older ones. So then to see um, it's set nearer the original trilogy, but with like updated graphics and things, where you're mixing CGI with practical effects. So they kind of learnt their lessons from the prequels a bit. Uh, and yeah, it was very refreshing. It was very cool. It had everything. It had blasters, lightsabers, space fights, land battles, a bit of force, a bit of mi- mystery. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed it at the time. I really enjoyed it after. Um, I know some people said it was a bit of a rehash of A New Hope. Uh, it's, mm. I guess it's interesting that obviously people think that at the time or maybe after, but I didn't think that at the time. And I see where they are coming from with it. Um, it was a bit of a soft reboot where it's like you're getting a new generation of fans in. Um, so you do what what you know is going to work. And it's J.J. Abrams. So he, he loves his mystery box where he's just putting up loads of like um, loose ends to kind of be picked up in the next movie, which does get bums on seats. Uh, we'll, of course, see how that goes for the rest of the trilogy. But um, yeah, I thought... Star Wars is good again. You know, it's been rejuvenated. Um, they kind of learned their lessons from the past. I'm really excited to see what happens. Uh, quite a cool ending as well. Obviously, I think we can say spoilers for all these movies uh-huh. probably at this point. Yeah, well, if you haven't seen them. Yeah. Yeah, you might as well. Why not? 
Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so spoilers for the film. So obviously the, the point of the first movie is Luke Skywalker's gone missing. Um, even though the good guys won in episode six, the Empire's kind of back with the First Order. Um, and it's not very clear what the kind of state of the galaxy is, but they destroy the Republic. Um, and it's only the rebellion or the resistance that are left, which are basically the rebellion. Um, and they're trying to find Luke Skywalker and they get to him at the end. And it's a really cool scene. He acts the hell out of it. Um, and there's quite some importance with Anakin and then Luke's uh, lightsaber. Um, and of course, there's a character that gets it and we want to find out where she gets it from. And she says, oh, I'll tell you another time. Um, spoiler, she never does. Uh, and yeah, there's lots of different things that we kind of learn. And for that, I was so psyched for the next movie. I was like, I don't care if it's a rehash of four. I think it did enough new things um, that I was excited. Yeah, I agree. And um, yeah, I thought the new characters mm. were really interesting as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Daisy Ridley at this point did a great job of Ray. Yep. Um, I think she was interesting enough. Um, I mean, Kylo Ren was always a one I was, I was a little bit on the, kind of like the fence with, like you know he seemed cool enough. I suppose I kind of just wanted to see the growth as the movies got on. Yeah, he seemed a bit whiny and brooding and emo, but yeah, yeah. Um, it was cool to have sort of like a character who was a stormtrooper, mm. but then kind of like you know left. Um, so that was interesting with like Finn. I thought yeah. BB-8. I mean, they always get their robots right in my opinion. Yes. Between like Chopper, R2D2, C3PO, um, KS, whatever his name is, um, K2S from Rogue One, the yes, S one. Yeah, I think they're always great, and I think you know BB-8 is one of the best of them. I think oh, he's awesome. Definitely. I I remember thinking at the time that this is like what. They, I think that what they were trying to do with Jar Jar Binks have something for the kids, but it's like BB is so cute and he's not annoying, uh, which is like the two things you want. Yeah, and yeah, like, like I said before, like the, the, the graphics were uh, are on point. I mean, seeing for like the Millennium Falcon again, and you know when Harrison Ford returned, considering how much he's not a massive fan of that character, and like yeah. how long it's been since he played him. I think he did an amazing job. Like, it was literally, he was Han Solo again. There was no doubt about it. Um, and then seeing him sort of like, as well, performing with Carrie Fisher, like one, well, the one last time. Great stuff. Really, really good. Yeah, that that was nice. And um, I think Chewbacca was quite good in this as well. Um, yes. Uh, particularly in, yeah, I think it was in this one. Yeah, and then like, he was quite good in the, Nate as well, but I really liked him in this one. Um, and yeah, we got a few other ones. I'm just looking at the cast list for the movie because I mean, obviously, most of this cast is going to be for the whole trilogy, so we can kind of talk about it now. Um, we've got Poe Dameron, who's yeah, Oscar like Isaac, a bit, yeah, a bit of a mix of character, a bit like Luke and Han, I guess, because he's a bit of that hotshot pilot. Um, we got Moon Knight, and he is Moon Knight as well. Yeah, uh, we have. C-3PO back, yeah, great. Uh, we have Captain Phasma, looks very cool, does basically nothing. Um, I don't know who any of these other characters are. We have, um, obviously, Supreme Leader Snoke, who at the start is like, cool, this guy's absolutely massive. And then it's like, oh, it's, <laughs> it's a hologram. <laughs> yeah. So this was one of the things where 
you kind of like wanted to know where it was going. So you had all this like build up where we got to see who the person behind everything is, which is Snoke. And I know, I know I've said to you before, but one of my favorite theories <coughs> was that he was Jar Jar Binks. No, was that, um, <laughs> was that he was like Darth Plagueis. Yeah. And like essentially like he'd been in the background the entire time because like we've seen like the prequel trilogy, you know, we have a very memeable, you know, very talking to the tragedy of Darth Plagueis. <laughs> um, yeah. And like I think it would be such a cool way to, because again by this point I think it's a great movie. But what is the need of it story wise? Mm. You know, because you've kind of already had like we said the Skywalker saga. You know, we've seen the Sith return, but then it was Anakin all along. Like the prophecy said, he brought balance to a force. It was Anakin all along. <laughs> exactly. Um, as for if you had like Darth Plagueis, and like then there's like bits throughout where you kind of like seen evidence where he was behind like sort of like everything pulling the strings i thought that would be a great way to actually connect all nine movies and have it seem like one proper saga again so that was my favorite one um obviously we'll talk a little later on how my heart got crushed in half shall we say yeah um quite quickly after that because also also like again not so yeah, I think it's the only one that really made any sense as well, because it's like Anakin destroys the Sith. And I mean we're told, you know, by the Jedi there's only ever two Sith. Um and you know, is that true? Maybe there's some dark Jedi. But Sidious himself says, you know, no, I killed my master. And he's not a character who's gonna like kill him and walk away, he's gonna make sure he's dead. So I don't know, it's like if they did say that there could have been some holes, but it's the only one that made sense. There's no other character it could have really been, unless there's some new dark person that that's been around since the Republic and the Empire, but no one has been aware of them, neither Sidious nor the Jedi. Um, yeah, you are. You have to be very careful when you do stuff like this, don't you? When you're going to set up all these characters that have a lot of status, and then just like killing them would be a really weird decision as well. So I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, and also you had like, where was Ray from? Because it gave us something special about her. Yeah. So why some people have said obi-wan kenobi which didn't really make sense to me uh like as in him being the father yeah but i thought she had to have some connection to something i think my my initial my assumption was i know we don't know who she is but i feel like it was very strongly leading to the fact that she was probably luke's daughter or something um and mm. in terms of the timeline it wouldn't have made sense to be obi-wan kenobi's daughter it could have been like a uh granddaughter but unless he had a kid really late, but then she's only like 19 or something. So it couldn't have been Avon's child. So I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But overall, lo- a, a great Star Wars film. Hmm. Shall we say? We're thinking maybe Disney have, have got a good job here. Yeah. Yeah. So then, then comes The Last Jedi. Yeah. So I was... I was very much looking forward to this. Yeah. I think I went to a midnight showing, actually. I think I did as well. Must have like The Force Awakens before it as well. Oh, no. I I did... I think I did... Maybe it was this one I did a midnight showing, or it was Rogue One. And then I went to see it when I was was with my work colleagues. Like, we just took a day off work and went to the cinema. Um, But yeah, it was pretty close, though. Yeah. Now we this is a long film. I think this is the longest in all nine films. 
is Rise it's about of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I think Rise of Skywalker might be. Oh, it just beats it, yeah. Let's have a look. So. Okay, I'll rephrase it. This one is the one that feels the longest out of all <laughs> nine films. Yeah. Um, you can spend a lot of time here. Mm. <laughs> okay, sure. So, how did you feel before, during, and after? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun question, isn't it? So, this is two hours 32. Oh, no, it is longer than Rise Skywalker. That is surprising. Um, okay, so, yeah, I was very hyped for this one. Uh, very excited... Um, I was just like, this could go anywhere. I kind of have things I want to see. I think we all, we've seen Luke now, so we want to see Luke like doing his thing from Legends where he's really cool, really powerful, really wise. He's kind of, you know, that was lessons and stuff. And I think I wanted Force Ghosts because I'm like, it'd be really cool to see Luke talk to his dad now or talk to Obi-Wan or Yoda or whatever. Um, and that'd be really cool. Um... And then uh, during the film, I really enjoyed it. I I just enjoyed it at the time. It was it was interesting. It was different. Um, had some cool action stuff. It took some interesting decisions. And the bit where spoilers, um, Kylo Ren kills Snoke. It's like, oh, okay. I mean, they do that bit bit obvious because he's like the way he turns the lightsaber. But then it's like, oh, well, what happens now then? Because you've killed the main bad guy. So are they going to team up? And then they're going to... So they fight all the guards. And it's like, oh, this could go anywhere. They could become their own faction or they can fall in love or they can do this or do that. And that was really cool. And then they just fight again. Um, and then the stuff at the end with Luke was really cool. Really enjoyed all that. Um, and afterwards, I was like, yeah, that was a good film. At the time. Yeah, how did you feel? <laughs> right, okay. Um, <clears throat> so... One thing, actually, we forgot to mention with Force Awakens, which I'll quickly like kind of like finish off with, because mm. you reminded me of Snoke. Is obviously they killed off Han Solo, yes, which we expected. Oh yeah, but that was a hard watch, but I think it pulled it off in a great way. Yeah, agree. So yeah, another another good thing of Force Awakens. But Last Jedi, um, yes. Yeah, so again, looking forward to seeing Mark Hamill, who absolutely loves the character of Luke Skywalker. You know, we're about to see someone who, you know was the perfect example of a Jedi, possibly like in the entire saga yeah. up until that point, was the only one who, apart from maybe, you know, a couple of others like Qui-Gon and things, who were like exactly what they were supposed to be. True Jedi. Yeah. And then he was just a grumpy old man. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, that's an interesting way to ruin um, my childhood. But, fa- you know, that, we'll, we'll go with it. We'll see what happens. There's got to be a good reason. And yeah. yeah, so it did. It, talking about how I was feeling during it, it didn't grab me. I was very excited for it because obviously I want to see where all these theories went, mm. but it didn't grab me. The person I was with fell asleep halfway through, <laughs> and I, I, I can't say I blame them if no. I'm being completely honest with you. It, it, it felt overlong. I mean, it could have well been like because it was a midnight showing, mm. and you know, I am old, <laughs> but it felt long. Um, with some of the choices it made, like it didn't seem to really lead up to anything while I was watching it. It was like all the different things that Force Awakens had built up to, it either didn't sort of like then mention, or just kind of like then just put a force massive full stop to it. Yeah. So like you know, it got to a bit where it's like, oh, you're gonna find out who you truly are, Ray. And I was like, oh, okay, we're gonna get one answer. Oh, you're nobody. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's fine. Like, oh, we're gonna get. We finally see Snoke in person. We get to see exactly what he's like. Oh, never mind. Yeah, he's he's had a Darth Maul. He's uh, 
he's gone. Um, oh, and oh, we're gonna see sort of like Luke Skywalker finally sort of like do a battle. Oh, it's just him using the Force. Okay. Yeah. I mean that was still cool. I'll give it that. But yeah, it was just. Yeah, that's how I felt at the time. It was all right. I was a bit disappointed. Yeah, it was all right. There, there was something off about it because although I enjoyed it watching it the first time, there were things like where it opens straight away from the end of number seven, which was interesting because none of the other movies have done that. There's always been some gap, even like between like four and five and five and six. You know, it's always like a few years, or whatever. But this one picks up straight after. It's like okay, interesting choice. Um, and then like we had that really emotional scene. And he, he holds the lightsaber and he throws it behind him and walks off. And it's like, oh, you've done that for a laugh. But that's really undercut all of the tension and all the build-up from the previous movie. And there's so many scenes like that where they undercut things with little jokes and stuff that usually aren't that funny either. Um, and, yeah, it was kind of like, oh, well, that thing I was really excited about, oh, it's not really led anywhere. Um, and a big part of the movie is when uh, was it Finn and um, what's that new character's name? I've completely forgot. Rose. Um, they go off to like a casino mm. planet to find a, a hacker, and and they fail. And it's like, oh, okay, that's quite interesting because like you see those um, things in movies or shows where they go and do a thing, and you're always quite nervous, but they always usually do succeed and they win the day. And so, like, oh, it'd be quite interesting to see what happens when they fail. And then it happens. You go, oh, there's a reason nobody does this because it's boring and pointless. <laughs> Because if they failed, the whole thing was for nothing and a waste of time. So it's like, oh, that's why people don't write that. Um, so, yeah, although it had stuff, it's the the philosophy for this was, I know what you want, I'm going to give you the complete opposite. Um, which is an interesting way of doing a film. Some people are just like, I'm going to give you exactly what you want. And then that's usually not very good either. But this was like the whole subverting expectations thing that got really annoying. Yeah, so I think the thing that kind of like went wrong here was for change in director. Hmm. So obviously J.J. Abrams had like a plan, but then he had to like bring someone else in in the middle. And <clears throat> I think even if one of them just had control for the entire trilogy, the whole thing would have just made a, a lot more sense. Yeah. But yeah, because like then, like thinking about it, like after, I mean, there's good and bad things about it. Like it is, it is good in the sense that it tries something different. Yeah. Because I mean, when you really think about Force Awakens, like you said, it is literally the plot of A New Hope. Yeah. You know, it's even got the Death Star. <laughs> it's just bigger. Yeah, and they say it in the movie as well. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, whereas you know, there's not another Star Wars movie like, um. Whatever this one's called, number eight. Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Yeah. Where, where, where isn't. Um, and that, that's where the good things end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. And it was also good because, again, it does kind of like link into the prequels where, you know, you, you got your wish where uh, Luke talks to Yoda. Yeah. Um, as a Force ghost. And, you know, and to be fair, he does make a valid point that, you know, the, the Jedi you know, to a degree, were, were corrupt. They were led astray by their own sort of, like, overconfidence and things. Yeah. So but, it, it was good to see kind of, like, the link in there. But Yeah, that that was cool, where he kind of name-drops Sidious and talks about the Force of the Jedi. And that's fine, but 
but you fixed it, Luke. You were the true Jedi. You helped Anakin fulfill his prophecy and destroy the Sith. It's like you can make your own thing now. Um, and that's why I don't get the whole... Well, the old Jedi... <clears throat> sorry. The old Jedi were whatever. So yeah, but you're not them. You fixed everything. And I think that was the big thing for this was it became very clear that there was no overall plan for this trilogy. Like... We had the the MCU movies at the time where you get your own different movie, different franchises, but they're all leading up to something. And the following year we had Infinity Saga and it tied together the Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, all these other different things. And it worked amazingly. And there was a lot of hype for it and loads of hype after. And the contrast of this is staggering because it's like such a big IP that everyone was hyped for. And he managed to kill interest for it. It's like, how do you manage to do that? And it's just so clear that there was no plan for what was going on. Everything JJ set up, Ryan was like, can't be asked to answer that. Or I'll just give a really different answer and then do my own thing. And it's like, you can't run a series of films that way, surely. Yeah, because when you think about like what each film led up to, <clears throat> Force Awakens was, who is Rey? You know, where does she come from? <clears throat> Last Jedi stops that. Just like, oh, she's nobody. <laughs> you know, oh, who is this Snoke? You know, what's his background? You know, what's he going to be like? Oh, it doesn't matter because he's dead after a few minutes of on-screen time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you have all the, like, these other things where it kind of like puts a full stop to. So you think, okay, well, at least what's Last Jedi going to sort of bring out? And it's just like, okay, we've got this new character of Rose. How is that going to develop? Uh-huh. You know, we've got, okay, clearly... Uh, now Kylo's kind of like in control of this whole thing, you know. How's how's he going to be as a big baddie in the next episode? Because there's no one else it could be. Um, yeah, you can't do it a redemption arc there. <clears throat> no. So, yeah, it's it's one of those films where I appreciate that it went for something different, but it just it was not meant to be here. No, you should have been a spin-off thing. Oh, you were saying? Sorry, we're between the Mexican standoff. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's like this, this film's quite interesting. The fact that it has a theme that a lot of the other movies don't really have, and it's all about like failure and you know, expectations and stuff. And it's like, yeah, that's cool, but don't do that in the middle of a new trilogy that's supposed to tie up a nine movie saga. It's too late to do that. You can do that in episode like two or three or four, not episode eight out of nine. I think that was the big thing. It's like, do you not realize the movies, what we have, what we're making here? I don't know. There's such a a weird decision and yeah all those things you said about ray kylo ren snoke luke rose all those characters like rose oh we're gonna we're not gonna kill the bad guys by beating the bad guys but by saving what we love it's like yeah but by crashing into finn whose whole arc was leading up to that point where he's going to sacrifice himself and he was ready to do it you risked killing both yourself and him anyway to prevent him from stopping the bad guys from getting in and killing everyone. It's like, what a dumb, what a stupid film when it does stuff like that. And it just takes you out of the movie. And at the end, it's like, oh, we're going to be fine. There's like 12 people in that Millennium Falcon. It's like, that's the resistance? And it's like... And then this starts eating into Force Awakens where you think, how did, how did we get to this point where... The First Order is basically the Empire and basically seems to be in control again. The Republic just doesn't seem to exist. And the Resistance is now a single ship. And it's like, this is just um, Empire again. And and then it's like, you look at the movies, like in the prequels, 
sorry. So in the original trilogy, you get like a sand planet, a kind of foresty planet, and a space station. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, you get a snow planet, you get like a jungle planet, and you get like a cloud city planet. Return of the Jedi, you get Tatooine again, but then you also get like a forest planet. Um, and I can't remember anything else, to be honest. But then, like, the prequels give you new stuff again. They give you, like, Italy. Uh, they give you a city planet. And uh, they give you... Oh, they give you Tatooine again. But then, like, Attack of Clones, you get, like, a water planet. You get, um, like, a... I don't know what you call Geonosis, but something different, isn't it? Um, and then... yeah. Uh, Revenge of the Sith gives you loads of different planets whereas this one's just the same it's like um, Jakku is just Tatooine um, what was it Starkiller Base is just the Death Star in this one Crate is just um, Hoth and it's like oh it's no imagination here yeah the other thing you hear a lot is like why Luke's how he is now yeah which is that he just sent some dark side in Kylo Ren. I'm sure it was this movie it comes up. Yes, it is. And he just goes to, like, kill him. Yeah. But then, like, you know, even though Kylo at this point is just a student, and as far as I remember, has done nothing wrong. Whereas, you know, 30 years ago, he refused to kill his dad, who had murdered millions. Yeah. <laughs> um, and was literally second in hand to the most evil organization that had ever been. Because he saw a bit of good in him. Yeah. So it just, it was a, yeah. Well, obviously, there's a big gap in between and we don't know all the things that happened and I'm sure Dave Filoni will do his magic and yeah. kind of make it make sense. Who knows? But yeah. Well, because I watched a video on this the other day because they were saying that <clears throat> if you have character development, it's really hard if it's off screen. So there's things like in the other movies where it made sense, where like Luke obviously was getting more of a Jedi in episode five. So then by the start of episode six, he's he's a bit more of a Jedi, but you buy that because you know where his arc's going and it's just a natural continuation. Like you see Anakin develop into a Jedi and a, and a soldier in the other movies and it just makes sense. You know, Han became more of a nice person, number five. Um, and then you see his development. So anything that happens off screen, and maybe people get married or whatever, but it's like, that's not big whereas this it's like Han has like um re what's the word devolved back into his original character in four off screen Luke has become a completely different person off screen the whole galaxy is completely different off screen um and it's like that's just not satisfying if you showed us that we could maybe buy that Luke is now a miserable hermit but it's just really hard if you gonna just do it in like a line of dialogue uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. Already we kind of see that the trilogy started off really, really hopeful, but ended a crash bang wallop. Yeah. But no, that's okay because now J.J. Abrams is going to return and <laughs> you know find a way to mix in both movies to make sense. Yeah. In Episode Nine, The Rise of Skywalker. So yeah. So what are your thoughts on The Rise of Skywalker leading into it? Um, I didn't really care. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> number like, number seven had me so hyped for number eight, uh, and then like we haven't really talked about them, but I guess it does factor in is that Rogue One came out in between seven and eight, and some people thought it was Episode Eight, which is funny. Uh, but yeah, so that kept the hype going. Then after eight, I was like, oh, and then they did Solo in twenty eighteen. Um, 
a movie nobody asked for and not many people saw. Um, and then it's like we've had Infinity War came out and then 2019 we've had Endgame come out which is a really great way of ending a whole 20, like a whole 10 year saga of movies. So then later on the same year, we have Rise of Skywalker come out, which is going to do the same thing. Um, and I was just like, oh, can they pull it off? I'll see it. And I watched it. And it was like, oh, <laughs> what is this movie? <laughs> Those are my thoughts. What were yours? So yeah, so I I was a I was scared going in. Um and then I watched it and I think I I had I think me and you kinda of like we swapped here when it comes to like The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Because I watched it and enjoyed it. Mm. Um I think considering what the pieces I had to pick up, I think it did well. And it didn't seem like a rehash or everything. I think it has some new ideas. And yeah, I thought it was good. Okay. Is is where I'll, I'd put that. Um, I mean, obviously, then you can really think about things after. Um, but yeah, I think what I liked about it is I don't really know. Was it? As I started that sentence, I was like, I don't <laughs> It's like I don't know where I'm going. To That's that. fair. I mean, are there many films you watch and you you realise when you're watching them you don't like them? Yes, <laughs> right. well, no, not many films, but I think yeah, I'm one of these ones where I will always try to finish a film to the end. There's only been two films in my lifetime I've not finished. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I feel like films are really good at gaslighting me into thinking I like them, and like. Especially like with with uh, Last Jedi, I liked it when I watched it. But it's only after you think about it, it's like, oh no. But I I specifically remember with this one, although I was enjoying the film as I watched it, um, I was rolling my eyes at quite a few different things. Like when um, when Ray and Kylo kiss, um, there was some other scene that happened. I think there was one where I said about somehow Palpatine returned. I just remember myself thinking, oh how dumb. Even though I was enjoying the film, and it's like that was a turning point for me because that doesn't really happen often, <laughs> where I'm realizing how stupid a film is whilst watching it. Normally, it's only after. Yeah, and again, it's a lot of like not explaining in this film. No, no, because they do explain it. Because don't don't forget, um, the reason we know Emperor Palpatine's returned is because there was an announcement on Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. But didn't really explain how. I think you had to read the book to find out it's due to like a cloning thing. So I think the cloning ever really, other than kind of seeing it. Well, even then, because really... the character goes um, cloning, dark, dark magic, secrets only the Sith know. I was like, okay, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. But thankfully, it looks like with the different uh, TV shows that we're slowly going to be finding out more and more. Yay, because this, <laughs> about all this. this is the sign of a good movie where you need countless books and TV shows after the fact to explain the story. Yeah. And so, again, I think this this felt more like Star Wars than Number 8 did. Yeah. This is, this, is, this is a film where I could put on and I could watch it. I think it's, as a film, Mm. I think it's a good Star Wars movie. As a place in the Skywalker saga, 
I don't like it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, that's actually quite a valid point then. I think, yeah, without any context, this is like your quintessential Star Wars movie. In my head, I view this as like Frankenstein's monster. Um, there's a video on the... Because we're not talking about the music much for these. Um, and I guess there's not much to say. There's a few new themes, like Ray's theme um, in number seven's nice. And there's like Kylo's theme, whatever. But um, it's all a rehash. And especially number nine, it's like they, they're trying to... Uh, manipulate you meant like with nostalgia where they're like playing different themes at different points to make you think this is good there's a really good video on that i think it's by sideways um on youtube um and that's the problem this whole movie is just like a mixed match like this monstrosity of a film that's just been cut and stuck together with all these different things to make you feel good that's my thoughts yeah but no i mean obviously like more you think about it after the more you kind of like realize like what I mean, no. To be fair, one thing I think the ending at that time, my head was like, no, that's that's <laughs> this is this is disgusting. This is <laughs> this is villainy. Which is when she said, "Who are you?" It's like I'm Ray Skywalker. It's like, no, you're not. Yeah, that no, you're not. That was the other scene I rolled my eyes out. I just remembered that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, again, the other thing which which was weird and I thought at the time was when we'd established that you know we wanted to find out who she was and then the last Jedi ruined it by saying she was no one and then this time it's like oh no actually your grandfather is Palpatine which first of all ooh yeah (laughs) and you know second of all why wouldn't he have tried to use her before and then you could say oh well he wasn't fully cloned yet and it's like oh yeah, but then in number seven, all their kids. Yeah, he Snoke says to kill to kill her, and Kylo would have done that. So that couldn't have been your plan after all. It's almost as if he wrote this after the fact. <laughs> yeah, and again, it's like it then took the other things because, like we said, it eight. You know, for whatever you think of it, it led on to what's Kylo going to be doing, and it's taking the back seat apparently. <laughs> and then it was, you know. Um, oh, what was the other one? Oh yeah, we've got this new character of Rose, and then she's just not used. Oh, that was know. that was the most egregious thing because, like, obviously the actress, I think she did an okay job. You know, she acted well enough. It's just the character wasn't great, and then for some reason fans decided to just hate the person because they're all idiots. And so the studio's reaction to that was, we'll just put her in one scene and just not give her. And even more, it's like, oh, well, well done. <laughs> That's a really good way of dealing with it. But then it's just the whole, oh, well, Kylo Ren has to be the main bad guy now because there's no bad guys. So what do we do? Oh, we'll just give him another main bad guy to be, like, to rebel against. It's like, oh, that's really clever writing. Well done. Give yourself a pat on the back. Um, And yeah, like the whole Palpatine thing, it just, I feel like every choice they made in this movie damaged the original saga yes. in some way you know how they treated luke you know palpatine being alive again mm-hmm. um you know there being another skywalker you know, that's like fake <clears throat> like i said a good star wars movie i really did like the fight scene um on like on the sea between ray and kylo yeah i don't know if you did but i thought that was I thought visu- visually, it was cool because the quite the cool. lightsaber fighting's not amazing, but they are doing interesting stuff with like stopping the blades of the force, and which we've not seen before. And then Ray just like stabs him with the power of 
Leia distracting him, which is interesting. And then Han Solo's a Force ghost, but he's not. Hmm. Yeah. I thought it was just it's like going crazy. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's like in a Man of Steel where he sees Papa Kent. It's like he's obviously not there, but I, I remember like people saying like, "Oh, but Palpatine returned in Legends," and like because he cloned himself. And it's like, well, you know, obviously some people like that, some people didn't. But I think what makes that work is that it was this battle between Sidious and Luke. You know, because Luke's the one who defeated him the first time. And I think even I think he turns to the dark side at one point. Then he like he he defeats Sidious once and for all. I'm pretty sure. And so it's kind of satisfying. And it's like, but then with this one, it's like Anakin was supposed to be the chosen one because again, those books were written before the prequels. You know, so prequels come out. Anakin's the chosen one. He does bring balance to the Force. He destroys himself and Sidious. Um, and then this movie goes, no, actually, Sidious is alive, even though there's no way. He survived that explosion, so could he have transmitted his force? Who knows? Um, but as we know, clones can't have force potential, so that's where I guess the Mandalorian is trying to fix that. Um, but it just makes no sense because then it's like, oh, so Anakin didn't fulfill the prophecy, so it's all pointless. Oh no, Ray did it. <laughs> Ugh. Well, yeah. Well, no, I, I still think it's a case of... Well, thankfully, again, we've now got new shows to show that Anakin was the one who brought balance to the Force. But we'll talk about all that in our episode in two weeks' time, or whenever we do that. Yes. In Ahsoka, <coughs> which would be really cool. Mm. But yeah, um, one thing I did like, I know other people didn't, but I liked it, was when it's like in the final sort of like act, and you've got <coughs> Ray with Darth Sidious, and you've got um, Kylo Ren with the Knights of Ren mm. who again didn't have much explanation which I feel like could have been a really good other part of it but never mind yeah. and like he's just fighting them with the force but then like she passes him like the saver that was cool. through the force I liked that and I think I've missed on a really good opportunity like one thing I did which I really liked was when like she was kind of like I can't remember what she was doing she was knocked out or lying down or I don't know and she's got like all the Jedi from past yes Talking to and one thing they did right is they didn't just do the live action ones. Yeah. They did like even ones from like Rebels. They did like Kane and Ahsoka and others, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That that was cool. Um I think we, this, this was very good. Because there's something we didn't really talk about in number eight that actually was quite good, is the was it the the force connection between Ray and Kylo Ren. That was actually quite cool. That was something quite different. Um that was explored. Uh, I actually quite liked that, and then you see more of that this time, where they they could also like transmute like objects through that connection, which was quite cool. Um, so that was like one of the good new things they did, which I felt like we should probably have mentioned that at least. Um, but then it ends with she can't she can't kill Sidious because then it will transfer his force into her, and she'll become the new bad guy. But she can reflect his lightning back onto himself and kill him that way. But it doesn't work with one lightsaber. You have to have two. Um, so yeah, that was, and I don't know, I guess they can't have, they can't have written that after Endgame came out. Cause I don't think there would have been enough time, but the fact that Endgame ends with Thanos going, I'm inevitable. And then Iron Man goes, and I am Iron Man. And he clicks and wins the day. So then with this one, Ray's like, I am. So Sidious is like, I'm all the Sith. Ugh. And then she's like, and I'm all the Jedi. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, uh... <laughs> It's so cringe. Yeah. And I feel like they missed out 
on like not having like all like the force ghosts behind her as well. Yeah, that would have been that nice. would have been like I understand like you know filming wise that would have been like a lot of like people's like pay and like probably animated ones who would have had to like get live action people for them. Yeah, but <clears throat> I also never understood why you had both Obi Wan um, Kenobi and Ben Kenobi speak. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh... <laughs> um, like I think it was like. Yeah, no, it just didn't make sense to me. Sorry. Well, none I of feel it like did. it should have just been Ben. But yeah, but as I said, <clears throat> overall, I feel like The Force Awakens was this sort of like really lovely kind of like cheesecake. And then you see this big old pot of like what you think is chocolate sauce, which is The Last Jedi. But then as you take a bite into it, you realize it's gravy. <laughs> um, and then you're like, well, that's not right. But then Rise of Skywalker's, oh no, it's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna fix it. You know, here's your like chocolate sauce, but it's like vegan and mouldy. And it's just like <laughs> That's actually quite <laughs> a good metaphor because gravy is quite nice with the right thing, but it doesn't work with cheesecake. That's actually quite a good metaphor. There you go. And of course then you do get some weird people who like it. Uh yeah. so. But I, I, I think like I mean, I think we're among the many that would have loved the sequel trilogy to be retconned. Yeah. You know? Um, I mean, in Dave Filoni, we trust that he's going to find a way to make it all make sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it slowly it slowly seems to be happening, to be fair. But, again, I, I'm also part of it that if you're kind of, like, growing up with these, or this is, like, your first experience with Star Wars, then you'll end up loving it even for its flaws. Which is, like, us with the prequels. Because there's yeah. a lot of flaws there as well well i think you know it's, it's different as well because prequels obviously are prequels and the writing's different because you have to make stuff make sense there's only a few little like little plot holes and stuff that happened because of that but overall it didn't really affect the ot that much i guess some people didn't like that anakin was a whiny teenager um when it's darth vader but beyond that it didn't really affect things too much and so at worst the prequel trilogy it I don't know, it gave a bit more information than we needed. But at the very best, it gave us a lot of world building. A lot of the interest that we have in Star Wars now is because of those movies. You know, all the stuff we've got with Clone Wars and Rebels and DeLorean stuff, whilst it's set after 6, it's only really happened because of the extended world building we've had from those movies. Whereas, what's the legacy of the sequels? It's either retreaded stuff or just ruined stuff. And it's like that's such a weird legacy to have now where people just rather they didn't exist we have these other shows instead like mandalorian and ahsoka and stuff that's set not long after episode six that seem to be infinitely more interesting and less harmful as well hmm. and it's like why couldn't we just have this first and then decide what movies to do yeah but you know never mind <laughs> the same goes and i know that they've signed on another for daisy ridley for like another movie as well yeah. So, Ugh, why? <laughs> I'm, I'm intrigued to see where that where that's gonna go, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, as a whole, obviously we agree it's kind of like it's our least favorite trilogy of the three. Yep. Um, but like we said, we wanted to do it movie by movie just to show that Force Awakens was a really good Star Wars movie. Yeah. At one point in but, time, it was. Prevent- it was. It, I mean, on IMDb, Force Awakens got seven point eight which is higher than any of the prequels' movies, you know, 6.5, 6.6, 7.6. Um, but then after that, it's a very sharp drop-off, 6.9, 6.4. 
Um, so it's yeah, it's just interesting that at one point that was like deemed to be the gold standard of modern Star Wars, and yet the whole thing is just crashed and burned. And then it's made people decide they love the prequels. Um, a lot of people already did anyway, but then it's making other people act as if the prequels are always like a masterpiece. Um, some would agree, some would disagree, but that that's its legacy. It's made other films look better. Yeah, there we go. All right. Well, there was our review of the sequel trilogy. So, in like we said before, in two episodes time, we're going to talk about the a series that's just finished. Well, at that time of recording, anyway, which was Ahsoka. Yep. So lots to say, lots to say there. Um, and the next episode, we're going to go back to our Disney animation. So we're going to be talking about Treasure Planet. Ooh. Oh, I know. But of course, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the film. So, uh, where can they do that? They can uh, they can drop us a DM or vote on our polls on Instagram if they go to lta.podcast. They can also send us a cheeky email on let's talk about 2022 at hotmail.com, which we definitely check. D- yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Well. Um, why don't we finish off with your favourite saying, Seb? Um, well, um, we're not we're not gonna um, defeat bad guys by defeating them. We're gonna save the podcasts we love. That. Yep. <laughs> yep. 